Welcome to Christian Curious with Dr. Haley Scott of Denver Seminary. What are the challenges we face in today's church and culture in a postmodern, post-Christian era? Dr. Haley believes that in addressing those issues, the church must adopt a missional mindset. Christianity does hold the answers to the big questions of today's culture. Let's join Dr. Haley for today's edition of Christian Curious. What we see depends a great deal on our vantage point. Moments can define an entire generation, affecting them for years to come. Global crises can affect individuals for a lifetime, and the way they are affected depends on where they were and how old they were during a specific crisis. This is Christian Curious with Dr. Haley, a show in which I talk about some of the most pressing cultural and ministry questions of the day. I was born, I hate to admit this, in 1978 and grew up in the 80s and the 90s and in times of relatively civilized, peaceful times. And it wasn't until 9-11 that I was, my life was really affected and went on a completely different trajectory. But now we have um, episodes and um, civil unrest. We have pandemics that are affecting our generations, all generations in different ways. And so today I am interviewing some very special people from the younger end of Generation Z, the very youngest defined generation at this moment, born roughly between 1997 to 2012. Here with me today in the studio are Ellie and Vivi Scott, my daughters, wise and beautiful geniuses, if I must say myself. Ellie, Vivi, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Ellie, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I'm going into sixth grade, and I have blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Vivi, what about you? I'm going into fourth grade, and I have brown hair. <laughs> All right, so we have a blondie, and we have a brown hair, and I have black hair. Um, you know, earlier this year, school was dismissed because of the pandemic, mm -hmm. and I'm interested to know... What's been the most difficult part of, about the pandemic for you? The most difficult part for me is that knowing that uh, basically the whole world is shutting down by one pandemic. Why is that, why is that hard for you? It's hard because I cannot uh, do the things I would usually do with my friends or with my family. Right, so so all the things that normal life has kind of disappeared for you. Yeah. Ellie, what about you? Same for me, like normal life has disappeared, and it's been hard for me being away from my friends a lot. Because but, school was canceled. Yeah, and then uh, online school started the day after my birthday, <laughs> so that was a little crazy. <laughs> and so how did you handle the transition from going from face-to-face -to, -face to online learning? It was hard because we got lots of assignments on online school and it wasn't that same uh, physical presence because you just you just feel different when you're next to people in the classroom. Can you explain that to me a little bit more? What do you mean by the the physical presence? Why do you think that that's important? 
I think that's important because, um, especially for extroverts, because extroverts and even introverts, they need people to like talk to and be with. Mm -hmm. It just gets hollow and lonely without people. Right. Well, it actually took you 93 days of quarantine, I counted, to become an introvert, where you actually told me, Mom, I need my personal space. Well, slightly, because I like to go in room, my room and read. <laughs> I like to go to my room and read and write, so. How do you think it's affected your friends in general? Just, you know, the people that are your age. Not just you, but, but other people your age. I think it's been hard for them too because it's hard going from in the classroom to online school and not being with your friends in like the same classroom and doing like fun things together mm -hmm. yeah and so face-to-face -face screen time is not quite the same mm -hmm. what about you Vivi um I think it's kind of hard because um um, we only get to see each other on Zoom meetings, and we don't get to do fun things together in the actual classroom. Right. So perhaps it's been a little bit lonely not being able to see your friends, not being able to interact? Yeah, it's been really lonely without friends in a, and in a classroom with the whole school. Okay. So if you think about this moment, how do you think the pandemic in general is going to affect you in the future? Do you think it's going to have any lasting Im impact on your future, or do you think it's just going to kind of blow over? Um, I don't think it'll always, like, fully be gone or fully be gone from people's memories because everybody will remember this time. We don't know how long it's going to continue, but I'll definitely be more cautious. Right. In what ways will you be more cautious? Like, use wash my hands more <laughs> hand sanitizer i don't know how many how many minutes are you supposed to or seconds are you supposed to wash your hands you know that now from 20 seconds to about 40 seconds yeah you didn't know that before the pandemic did you no <laughs> i mean even before the pandemic they would have like uh, a few signs in our school like one sign in our bathroom that said wash your hands for 20 seconds but that's it Okay. And most people ignored it. Yeah. Um, for me, it might affect my future because I might still have a feeling of that loneliness from the pandemic and from the quarantine. Mm-hmm. How do you think that loneliness is going to stretch out? It's going to stretch out because I never had that feeling before, and it might, it might stay, stay with me. Right because you've been separated from your friends for um, almost 100 days now, or over 100 days. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, what are some of the things that you've learned, you know, living through this? What are the big life lessons that you've learned? That physical presence is really important because uh, um, usually, me and our, my friends would like, like everybody in the school would be like wondering what online school would be like and wanting to try it out. 
but once we did it for the rest of the year and not being able to go to our graduation of elementary school and our continuation, we realized that in the classroom is not so bad and physical presence is really important. You know, so that's another aspect is that you missed your fifth grade graduation. Mm -hmm. You're moving to a different school where, and you didn't really get to say goodbye to your friends. You know, how, how did that make you feel? It made me feel a little sad because, you know, I got to say bye to a few of my friends and I'm still in contact with a few of them, but some of them I didn't get to say bye to at all. Right. And so, yeah. So I just got an email notifying that, you know, at least the county that, that we live in, that people, kids, parents are going to have the choice of online learning or in-person learning. What do you think you're going to choose? I want to choose um, in-person learning. In-person learning, yes. Are there any other kind of lessons that you've learned during this time? Um, no, well... <laughs> That's hard to say. The one I've learned most from is physical presence. Yeah. Because everybody just overlooks it. Right, because technology, you think, okay, technology can take the place of physical presence. We can talk on Skype. We can talk on um, Instagram. You know, we can't talk on Instagram, but we can exchange, communicate through Instagram, communicate through social media. But it just doesn't have the same feeling as actually being able to be mm -hmm. present with somebody and once you're on like zoom or skype or google meet for a while you get sick of it <laughs> i think that's what everyone is feeling about zoom right now it's called zoom fatigue my teacher was trying to come up with new challenges every day so we wouldn't get bored <laughs> one day we cr we all had to make a fort mm -hmm. and so it was just just making stuff up because yeah. it was so unexpected and so quick. Mm -hmm. Vivi, what do you think you've learned? I've, I agree with Ellie about the physical activity because not being with your friends is always going to change some of your life because uh, some people never had that feeling of loneliness and, because they're always in a classroom with their teacher or their friends. Right. And so it's really important to, to be physically present as well. So, so physical presence has been really big for you guys, which is interesting because Generation Z is supposed to be, before this, it was the digital generation. Vivi, I know that you could operate an iPad before you could talk, and you can still operate an iPad better than I can. And so for you both to be saying, physical presence is important. I think that that isn't a significant thing that the pandemic has changed perhaps about your generation. Just learning that technology has its limits. Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So another part of the thing is that, you know, there's been a lot of civil unrest, you know, people doing protests and you know we have not actually gone to protests yet but you've seen them on TV and you you've heard about the death of George Floyd and I'd love to hear your thoughts about um, the protests and what's going on in our country so I think people should have the right to speak their mind and say what they think but 
um, right now is the worst time to be speaking your mind because if you're going to protests and say one person had coronavirus and they went to a protest of 50,000 people, that could cause a whole nother wave of coronavirus. Right. So, so what would be some ways that people could express their thoughts and get their, um, their messages across without actually having to, to be there? They could do it online or create like a website or something where they could use that just for speaking their mind, but physical, being there physically is the worst thing that you can do right now. Although you'd probably agree that it's important because yeah. you, you just talked about how important mm -hmm. physical presence is. It is. It's very important, but sometimes physical presence has its limits, and especially in those crowds with thousands of people. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. What about you, Vivi? I think people also should express their minds, and but it's dangerous to to go out to the protests um, because not because of coronavirus, but but it is dangerous with police too because police might uh, do something about it that can hurt people like about George Floyd. Yeah. You saw the video about George Floyd. What were your thoughts about that? I thought that it wasn't fair um, for uh, black men, for people to just think that white lives are better than black lives. But if they did some, something dangerous, then it would kind of be fair if they did something that's against the law or if they did something that is dangerous to many other people. Right. Okay. So through the pandemic and the, you know, through the protests, what have you learned through the protests that have been going on in the civil unrest? I learned that you should speak your mind and not be afraid of what other people think. Right, that's good. And maybe stand up for what's right. Yes. Ellie? Yeah, I agree. Stand up for what's right. And don't be afraid to speak your mind because if you're afraid to speak your mind, then you're afraid to get out there and uh, stand up for what you think. And then it wouldn't, you're, uh, you wouldn't, it wouldn't be part of the protest if you didn't speak your mind and you didn't... If you don't care about what people think, then you can, um, you can speak your mind because that's, people will judge you, but you just have to ignore them. Well, one of the things that the Bible teaches us is that um, God says, Is this not what it means to know me, to plead the cause of the needy and the afflicted? And perhaps that's what the protesters are doing. They're pleading the cause of the needy and the afflicted. What do you think about that? I think it's right for them to do that. Yeah, I agree with Ellie. But I think it's right for them to stand up 
for protesting for what they're protesting. But it's complicated. The place and the time that they're protesting is not right. Right. <laughs> so do you think that the what is going on in society right now is going to change the way that you live in the future? How do you think it's going to change your futures? It's probably going to change my future by, um, by, uh, in a good way. And, uh, I don't think that it will change my, myself in a bad way, but it will teach me many things. Like, what, what would it teach you? Stand up for what's right and what you think. Right. Stand up for people who maybe even can't even stand up for themselves. Yeah. I think those, pla those plastic, um, when you walk into a store, you see those plastic borders between you and the uh, cashier or the employee. I think those will be up for a long time because you can never be too cautious. And with those, you're, it's partially protecting the employee, so, but I also think that, like, go the government's issuing lots of money to all the people across the United States because, um, the, we're all short on money because we need to try and survive and keep our houses up. Right. People are losing jobs, so I think, like, the next generations after the ones like these, We'll be paying the, some of those back. We'll still be paying some of those back. Right, because we've issued so much money, yeah. so much stimulus money into the economy that we've increased our national debt. Yeah. And so and you, your kids, are going to be paying for it in the future. So if, and if we pr just keep printing more money, the value of it will go down. You're right. Yeah, so that impacts our national economy, which I've noticed in both of you has made you more conscientious about finances and things like that, especially, you know, Ellie, you're really good about this too, but Vivi has talked to me a lot about um, the economy and money and the importance of saving. Can you tell us a little bit about what you think about how you might handle money differently in the future? I might handle money differently in the future by helping people. Like, maybe people were affected um, by the coronavirus in the future, so I could donate to help them, or, or I might, or my, I might uh, get, uh, become more worrying about charity by how um, coronavirus has affected uh, homeless people because they can't afford for medicine. So mm -hmm. that might change how I worry about people who are poor and that they don't have houses or cars. So I might donate m some money to, to um, charity or the poor people that need money for um, um, because how they're affected, and and I'm, and so, because I might get affected and worry more. 
Right. Yeah. You know, one thing that you've always told me from for years now, you are, you know, about to be nine, but you've told me for years that your dream is to open a store where no one has to pay for what they get. Yeah. Now that I think of it, I'm only going to let people who can't afford for afford things just maybe like donate some money mm -hmm. um and then they can pick out something or have an event where you can find a ticket for a free item got so it the poor the poor and the needy people uh, can get something that they really need when when other people have more than they need. Right. So this has really caused you to think about people who may have less than you and to think about how you can step in the gap and help them. Yeah. Ellie, did you have something to say? Uh, for me, I'll also donate to charity because um, money is going down right now. Especially lots of people are losing their jobs. A lot of people are losing their jobs. Losing their jobs. And lots of people need help. So I'll definitely, like, each month donate a good amount of money to charity. But also I'm going to try, I'm going to stick to my grocery list so I can also pay my taxes and bills along with a few dollars to charity. How does sticking to your grocery list help you pay your taxes? It helps you because you don't go crazy in the store. <laughs> because you just like your mother yes like my mother <laughs> but like for example beforehand you write down a grocery list you can get a few things you want i mean but they don't need to be like so high mm -hmm. in price you can just write down your grocery list along with the things that a few couple things that you want and maybe like uh, keep the amount of the things you want down to like two or three so you don't go too high and they have to be like cheap so you'd write all those down and only get the things in that store that you need so it sounds like that you know traditionally you know the American dream is to to get the house and everything and more that we need and to keep up with the Joneses but what you're learning is to you know, minimize what you spend and only get what you need in order to be able to give more. Is that right? Yeah, because if you're able to get what you need, then you have enough. And if you're able to pay your taxes and bills, then you have enough because you don't always need things that you want. You mm -hmm. don't need things that you want. But some people can't even get the things that they need. Yeah. So it's important that you try to help them out. So one of my, um, I'm wondering how your faith has been affected. I mean, both of you are Christians. Both of you, mm -hmm. you know, have professed belief in Jesus. And I'd like to know how your faith has been affected over the last few months. My, fa my faith has been affected by the protests. And um, I was, and I usually wasn't self-confident, but, but um, the protests, uh, uh, affect my faith by being more confident in myself to speak my mind. Okay, that's good. Well, what about your faith in God? My faith in God um, hasn't really got 
got infected, but it has because the, of the churches uh, being closed down in the world, uh, and almost all the world just closing down, and all the churches closing down, and and some and some people want to replace churches because they're not even using them through the through the pandemic, mm-hmm. but. Um, I think we should keep up the churches for because my faith has been affected a little. Right. So it's important for you to, to go to church on a regular basis. Yes. What about you, Allie? I've my I think my faith has gotten stronger because um, through this pandemic I've had more self time and time to connect with God. So um, I've been reading uh, for example a bit of Matthew each morning mm-hmm. and then praying a little bit. So I think my faith has gone stronger. What do you think you've learned about God? I think I've learned that God God is good, but he can let some pretty crazy things happen. <laughs> true enough, true story. <laughs> he is always good. He, no matter what, he, God is always going to be good, but he can let some crazy things happen and some people will be like nope god is not good because the pandemic and the spanish flu happened but he'll always be good yeah maybe what have you learned about god i have learned that he's always gonna uh keep us strong and he's never gonna let stop loving us he's never gonna stop loving us no matter what no matter what we go through Mm-hmm. Well, ladies, I want to thank you both so much for joining me here today in the studio and giving me your thoughts and perspectives on how this time has, has affected you because it's affected everybody, but it affects everybody differently. And it's wonderful to have your perspective. And I thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for inviting us. <laughs> This is Christian Curious with Dr. Haley. You've been listening to the voices and perspectives of the very youngest of Generation Z. I love reading your emails, so please send me your thoughts at drhaley at christiancurious.org. That's D-R-H-A-L-E-E at christiancurious.org. Stay curious. Thank you for listening to Christian Curious with Dr. Haley. You can contact her with your comments or questions about today's show at her email, drhaley at christiancurious.org. That's D-R-H-A-L-E-E at christiancurious.org. You may also learn more by visiting the Christian Curious website, christiancurious.org. Join Dr. Haley again next week for Christian Curious on AM 670 KLTT.